Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Welcome back, crew. Well, it's the last day of New Zealand Music Month, and I'm all about giving uh, some young Kiwis in any field of entertainment, endeavour, arts, whatever it is, comedians. The whole shebang. We had Jess Patterson on a couple of weeks ago, and she transformed me to a different place when she sat here, closed her eyes, played the guitar, and I could feel it. And then these two young wrestlers reached out and said, we've got a single coming out shortly, let's go. And he said, let's go. So I'm joined by Jim Ross Hayes, and Kuhn Aldershoof. Yeah, man, nailing it. You're nailing the, the pronunciation. Uh, marmalade. Yeah, that's it. When I was a little kid, my dad had lots of butter and marmalade on his mm. toast. Where did your name come from, Jim? I was walking down Princess Street and I was thinking, things that are yellow, that give warm, fano, cosy vibes. And I was thinking, sunflowers, eh. And then my brain went, marmalade. I thought, oh, you know what? That's kind of cool. Didn't know about anybody else called marmalade so I was, at that point I was like it's unique it's got it's catchy it's one word looks nice when you write it and it feels like it really encapsulates like our sound and vibe as a band and it just stuck it just felt right and it's and it's kind of cool because Musos you jam you know you go yeah, for yeah. jam sessions and marmalade's a jam true that this is yeah <laughs> spot on there's another reason <laughs> so how long how long have you guys been together Kuhn? We've been uh, together two two years last week. We had our birthday last week. And um, we started off as four people. And then our drummer, Sam, flew off to Wellington. Mm-hmm. And uh, the new drummer joined about a year and a bit ago, Dean. And Dean Rodriguez, I should say his full name. And then just since February, we've been a five-piece, including Chelsea, Napi, and uh, Liam uh, what's his last name? Natal. Natal. <laughs> Liam Natal has been part of the band from, from day one. Yeah. Dean Rodriguez sounds flamboyant. Is he mm. flamboyant? Oh, he's he's quite flamboyant in his own way. He's covered head to toe with tattoos, so that goes, <laughs> you know. But uh, no, he's he's a beautiful human. Um, he's kind of playing all over the scene, you know. If you uh, if you do find him on Instagram, he's yeah. I mean, you know, it's, we're all musicians. We're all everywhere. That's mm. how it goes. Mm. Yeah. The thing about musos, and I talked to Jazz about it, like, I don't know, 90% of the people have a nine-to-five job. It's generally mm. in an office. You tr- struggle with the – how do you go about discipline, um, Jim, with 
you don't know where your next gig is. You don't know where the next paycheck is. Do you embrace that or is it a battle sometimes? It is a battle sometimes, to be honest. Um, it's challenging doing something that is a full-time job but doesn't support you in the way that a full-time job does. Um, but you just do it because you love it, really. So we sink a lot of time and mahi into doing it because we love it and then doing all the admin so that hopefully other people will love it too and get to hear it. Um, in the band, we've got a mix of people who work full-time and part-time, and so we've had to have lots of conversations about how to balance the workload and, and figure it all out. So it does get a bit tricky, but it's it's worth it in the end. And you're obviously all creative people, artistic people, that sort of thing. Do you have to be creative about marketing yourself? Like you've seen some artists like, and I can't remember his name, he was a 17-year-old Kiwi whose song just went ballistic mm. on TikTok. You know, sure. There's so many different avenues to get your name out there. Is that something you explore? Yeah, I, I, it, we're in a weird age gap, I think. Um, you know, we're in our 20s, 30s, and um, <laughs> we're kind of a little bit too old for TikTok, but still trying. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we might be a little bit too young to really, ah, that's not true. We're still promoting it pretty hefty on Facebook. It's it's great to have your events on Facebook. And Instagram, and, uh, and Instagram is obviously uh, probably our main avenue for social media. Um but yeah, TikTok, it's a, it's a different world, man. And we're just trying to navigate it as well as we can by just not so much jumping on the dancing trends, but uh, not throwing any shade, <laughs> of course. Not. <laughs> but still, uh, I don't know, still like kind of any funny content we'll just throw on there. And, and some of the content we can be a little bit careless with. You know, mm. we don't really have to be too uh, pedantic or specific. It's just like, well, I had this funny video and it's just a little fail from like say uh, a behind the scenes interview that I said something wrong or whatever. Mm. Uh, and we'll just throw that up there and who knows? Who knows? That's the, it has the potential to go massive. Why, why not? A lot of people measure success with fame and fortune. Mm. How do you measure success, Jim? Um, I measure success by the way that I feel my music is received and heard. So somebody saying something to me like, oh, that song really touched me or I felt heard or understood or even like oh, I had the best dance around my kitchen to that mm-hmm. song. Like hearing that what you're doing has impacted someone, I feel like that measures success for me. I mean, sometimes you get wrapped up in some materialistic things. Like it is it is really nice if your song gets playlisted or played on radio or, you know, the numbers go up. You know, mm. you can't help but feel like your success is increasing when you do get those rewards. But I think at the end of the day, I try and focus on like how my music is impacting people because the numbers are always going to go up and down. But if you are creating something that means something in someone's life, then that's going to bring a lot more fulfillment, I think. I'll ask you both. uh, You can both give me an answer to this. I'll I'll kick off to you, Jim. Your mic's warm. (laughs) What did you do before music or was was there nothing? Before music, I was a barista for a long time, but oh. not really before music. That was sort of during the beginning stages yeah. of things. Um, I think I started music when I was about 14. So before then, I was really just a kid doing school, and I always loved being creative. So music has been sort of the one thing I've been really passionate about for a very long time, and I've done other things on the side. I do really enjoy being a barista. I love the process of coffee, and I've been doing a bit of me, uh, like media and PR stuff Behind the scenes is why I enjoy being part of the music industry and other facets, but making music and putting it out there is, is the real be-all, end-all. What about you, Kern? 
It's actually funny. No one, no one really asked that question. It's a great mm. question. Um, I used to teach snowboarding, and, <laughs> really? and, uh, and I was even Santa for a couple seasons at Snow Planet. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great because while I was in uni, which was just here in Auckland, um, I lived on the shore, and it's twenty minutes to uni or it's twenty minutes to Snow Planet. So I was kind of right in between, and uh, it was fantastic, man. It was so fun. We would uh, actually, I got Jam into that as well, and she did photography while I was Santa, and it was hilarious because in between, sort of group sessions we just go snowboarding it was great it was amazing <laughs> yeah it's funny when you are like look back on a time and at the time it was maybe didn't feel like wow this is so nice but now you look back on it you're like that was pretty fun actually <laughs> oh it's great yeah the music community in new zealand uh through my experience from being outside it looks very supportive very collaborative um you all look after each other your competitors mm. um for the same space, but you help each other in your own spaces. Mm. That that must be a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's a balance. Sometimes it's really, like you say, comparison and, and you're competing. Sometimes it's so easy to compare yourself to other musicians, you know? Mm. You are often competing for either the same funding or the same playlists or the same five songs that go to radio out of whatever 500. And um, that can be really, really tricky because deep down in your heart, you're like, well... I think my song is better, but also <laughs> at the same time, you're like, ah, absolutely love that those guys are just hooning right now. And I'm so, I'm all for it. I'm going to go to their show and I'm going to support them. It's really, like you say, it's quite tricky, but yeah, especially in music month, it's, it's all hands on deck, sort of everybody's supporting everybody. Yeah. And I think everybody understands that if you don't do that, then it, then that feeling can become toxic. You know, like it's really mm. important when you are in a competitive environment to actually support other people and to see your mates being like, damn, I would have loved that funding, but actually I'm happy for you and you yeah. guys deserve it as well. And just it's not very often that people who aren't in the music industry understand exactly the best way to support people in the music industry, whereas musos know that like, flicking a comment on the bottom of that video is going to help the algorithm or pressing the little save button or sharing it with their friends. So I think that those little ways of supporting each other, like I noticed there's like a few bands like Retro Valley, we've got a bit of a thing going at the moment. They're yeah, another totally. Kiwi band. They'll sort of comment on something when we post and you, you just return the favour and it sort of is a circle of internet support. <laughs> <laughs> How do you split your time with creativity, writing, you've got melodies, you've got lyrics, uh, time in the studio and gigging? Because gigging pays mm. the bills, mm. but you can't pay the bills if you don't dedicate yourself to a bit of creativity as well. How do you balance all of that? It's a good question, actually. There's a lot of thought that goes into, into gigging and making sure that we don't gig too much and not too little. Mm. Because mm. it makes money until you do too many gigs. Because if you play too many gigs... No People come. won't come out because you've just played a gig it's style, and they saw yeah. you last week or last month or whatever. So we try and sort of space, especially headline shows out maybe two, three months. So it's kind of the, oh, hey, this big thing that you should totally come to because that's also the ones that we're investing in. So we're pumping all our, our sort of funds into making that a cool show. Plus, we're paying all the bills. You know, we're paying for the support acts. We're paying for the venue, blah, blah, blah. Whereas support acts, like if we're playing... Uh, like opening started this somebody. year, yeah, exactly. We were opening for a few overseas acts, and man, like throw as many at us as possible, <laughs> you know, because not only are you making money from playing the gig, but you're also growing that following, and and so that's kind of uh, I'll see an opportunity come up, and I'll message the band like, hey guys, are we available for this date? And if I get five thumbs up, including my own one, then I'll I'll <laughs> I'll flick that email through, you know, and I'll. Uh, 
and I'll, I'll try and book that show. And, and that, yeah, with support acts or with um, opening slots, we'll try and do as many as possible just because we want to see all of New Zealand as well. You know, we want to yeah. play in Wellington and yeah, we want to play in, in Christchurch all over yeah, the show. Being an opening act is awesome. Like, I remember I went and watched Jimmy Barnes and mm. his opening act was in excess before they were anything. <laughs> and I was like, I love this band. Yeah. I actually think they were better than in excess. My sister went to Ed Sheeran and <laughs> Drax Project. Project. Kaylee Bell. Oh, oh Kaylee Bell. Kaylee Bell, Kaylee also, Bell played yeah. support, and we had Kaylee Bell on the show the day she was playing in Auckland. And my holy sister moly. texted me and said, "Holy shit! I just I just listened to this girl. You got to listen to her, Kaylee Bell." And I said, "We had her on the show today." She <laughs> said, "She's amazic." And mm. then and then Kaylee's gone around to a sold out tour through New Zealand. So I was going to say, how hard is it to get a support act gig? It really de- like it's. It's hard to get the first one, mm. and once you've got the first one, you get that piece of recognition. Like, and depending on the scale of things, you know, you can support a lot of small bands, and that's really cool. But um, the first sort of bigger support act we played was for Hot Potato Band, who are an Australian band. And once we did that, it seemed like when we started to apply for other things, people think, "Ah, oh, cool, I know those guys," and that seems legit. Yeah. So uh, it's almost like a verification of like these guys must be somewhat decent. So we're keen to also have them on our show, and then that kind of just takes off and takes off. I mean, it would be the same with radio, right? If you're like going to play a song on radio and you see other radio stations are also playing that song, you'd be like, oh, well, seems like that must be a good tune. So, mm. yeah. What's, yeah. Your, what's your dream gig? Oh, um, I really want to play Power Station next. Mm. I mean, that's, uh, I feel like. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Glastonbury. No, no. I, 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 I'm <laughs> we'll thinking it's, we're getting there, right? Like, that's, that would be, that would be insane. Like Coachella or whatever is kind of, uh, Coachella is a little bit ridiculous in my opinion, but Red Rocks is a beautiful, beautiful venue in the States. I'd love to go there. Uh, I just see a lot of like sort of my heroes play there and yeah. just go like, wow, mm. man, that's. I mean, it depends on the crowd, right? We played San Fran for the first time with Marmalade and opened for uh, Beach Bunny, and the crowd was on fire. Mm. And it felt like a dream because we knew no one there, and there's people clinging onto the front of the stage but and, like, dancing along Excited. and singing along and by the second you. chorus. Yeah. That must totally be such frothing, a man. feeling. That it was amazing. Be yeah. yeah. Before then, we, like, and before those opening slots, we hadn't really played to strangers that much. You know, mm. a lot of your audience is people you already know. Mm. So to play to a room full of, I guess, like two to 300 people that didn't know you prior that are like singing along to the third chorus once they've got the hold of the lyrics. And it was the first sort of taste of being like, oh, people actually dig this that aren't like my mom, you know? <laughs> it, was just, it, it was really cool to see. And it felt like the beginning of a point of growth. And even though playing Glastonbury would be outstandingly amazing i feel like it is like power station is just somewhere we've spent a lot of time seeing other artists and it's not too far away to feel like it's a realistic it's achievable yeah yeah hopefully (laughs) all right i'm gonna get you play a song now um i'm imagining everyone out there's going what's their music like now (laughs) i don't know so just tell us a little bit about the song and then we'd get you to rip into it uh bright is a song about self-doubt and insecurity and sort of wanting something a goal whatever it may be and feeling like everything in the world is sort of against you getting there and combined with that it's sort of about the concept of feeling like you don't have enough time because you get so overwhelmed and stressed out but actually you just need to sort of make time and spend more time doing the thing that you want to work towards rather than watching Netflix because you're stressed out and it's called Bright. It's coming out on Friday. Ooh. So it's a bit of a sneaky, peeky listen. And we've got a single release show at Big Fan on the 22nd of June to yeah. celebrate. It's like three weeks from, 
from now pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shall we get into Rip it? Rip into it. Curtain on guitar. <laughs> is that a guitar? What is it? It is a guitar. It's, it's a strange. A, I brought it home from from Brazil at one point. And oh, it's this wow. beautiful, warm, warm sort of fuller tone. Oh, it's great. All right. Rip into it. I'll turn my mic off. It's over to you guys. <laughs> Sick. person clap or oh, Sammy's clapping as well um, I can confirm that hasn't been released because I shazammed it and it said no result no, so, no. So it. wow that's um, you talked about before like people's react that was warming mm. like your mm. voice Jim stop it Thank you. <laughs> stop <laughs> you know how some people say voices go through you your voice mm. landed didn't mm. go through it landed on me Thank you. Mm. Yeah, that was beautiful. Is like, that, would it be too far to say that I actually tasted marmalade? <laughs> Never too far. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that is that is beautiful. And it's just, it, you know, it just seems such a natural thing for you two to do. Mm. Is that, does that fear? It's just like it, you just... It actually, because we've been doing it for two years, the first maybe half a year we were like, okay, because I come from quite a hefty sort of rock background and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to tone my voice down a little bit for this band mm. because I'm used to like shouting sort of Dave Grohl style into a mic and uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's t- tone it down. And now it's, it, yeah, 
we, mm. we get lots of people who are, who are stoked to hear um, our two voices together, and that's it's pretty fun. Yeah, because like Dave Grohl type stars, they, they perform at you. Mm. Oh, yeah. Whereas you guys perform with us. You, yeah. You sort of feel like we're in that. with you. We're in the room, man. Yeah, yeah, I think I feel quite natural singing this song since it's been quite a while. We, like, this is one of the first songs we even wrote as totally. a band. Um, and a lot of the, like, when I write songs, it's kind of like I'm telling a story. Mm. So when I'm singing them, uh, sometimes I just put myself back in the shoes that I was in when I was writing the song and sort of just enjoy telling the story. At least I try to. Yeah. Right. So text messages coming in. How do we find you? How do we follow you? How do we listen to you? Just like music is great at taking us on the journey with you. So, Well, the song is out on Friday. So actually Shazamming is the shit. It's awesome. Mm, it, uh, when it comes out. Not only can you find it straight away if all goes right, um, but also, it's really good for the stats. Like, okay. it will shoot the song way up, and so it will be way easier to find. So, Shazami, what you just said, totally, mm. totally Do awesome. That. But also, we're just, uh, it's underscore marmalade on all the socials, I think. Yeah, yeah. Underscore it's marmalade. underscore marmalade on Instagram. And if you want to go and find our link tree, it's linktree slash marmalade.band, and that's got the links to all the good stuff. We're on YouTube. We've got a video of another song called Find Worth up there. And on Friday, we'll be on Spotify and Apple Music and Deezer and mm, Bandcamp all and of the, all, all of the, the platforms, platforms. Wherever you like, and we yeah. can search Marmalade. And the name of that song was Bright. Bright. Look, loved it today. You like, <laughs> you never know how it's going to go. <laughs> you never like, know. Sports guys talking music, but I just loved it. Like the connection with you guys and our audience and me was just uh, second to none. So. Mm. Uh, we wish you all the very best, you too, and the rest of your band as well. Mm. Uh, can't wish you enough success. Thanks, thanks so much for having us. Thanks for coming in, guys. We'll come back after a quick break.